2: and Carter comes up shooting
0: Welcome to Toronto Basketball Matters Podcast, number nineteen, almost to twenty. It is a beautiful, beautiful, sunny, humid day in Toronto. We're recording this around six fifty p.m. Let's right, get guys. let's get to the basketball. Let, let, let's start it off. So the uh, the biggest news of the week or the last couple weeks has been uh, Kyrie Irving requesting a trade out of Cleveland. He wants to be the man. He wants to be his own brand. I guess kind of replicate what Russell Westbrook did with the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's all. But the before news, man. before we get to that, before we get to that because we didn't talk about it last week because unfortunately Greg couldn't do a podcast on Thursday already getting back to that um, Stephen A. Smith Stephen fucking A. Smith from first take uh, had some outlandish goddamn comment sort of insinuating that LeBron James wants to beat Kyrie Irving's ass because he requested a trade out of Cleveland we'll play the clip first and we'll get back to you
2: guys in a second. Kyrie did not know that LeBron was coming back to Cleveland so Kyrie was salty from that moment. Now, it doesn't mean that they had a contentious relationship. They've talked on many occasions. According to my sources, LeBron James has tried to appease him at every turn. A matter of fact, I had sources in LeBron James camp literally tell me, and I'm quoting, I'm quoting Charles. If Kyrie was, uh, if Kyrie Irvin was in front of LeBron James right now, LeBron James would be tempted, quote, to beat his ass. End quote. Mm. Those are exact words because let me explain why. Because I want to make sure this is in context. LeBron James' beef with Kyrie has nothing to do with Kyrie wanting to be traded. LeBron's problem, according to what I'm being told, is that LeBron is upset that Kyrie has made him a subject to be broached in regards to Kyrie's desires to move out. LeBron is like, look, you're a big-time player. You got franchise-caliber material. You want to move on to greener pastures or what you perceive to be as greener pastures. That's cool. But why is my name being raked through the coals as if I'm a difficult teammate, as if I'm some prima donna, as if I'm this, that, and the third? Why are you putting me through that? when I've never done anything like that to you and I just tried to be the teammate. Now, now obviously, this is coming from LeBron James' side. So the biggest issue I have with this specifically
0: is the fact that I guarantee you he heard this this comment from some random guy at a bar or some shit like that in some sort of social situation and then went on air the next day, didn't do his due diligence as a journalist, didn't get a second or third source. Well, as per usual. You know, did, exa- exactly. Like, I'm just tired of this guy's goddamn bullshit. Greg, where do you stand on this? But he
3: is the like symbol of that modern uh, sport journalism hot take. You know, to listen to him talk about his sources, right? Like he's like, I had this legitimate quote from my sources, right? No, like you're supposed to use journalistic discretion in, you know, he basically just threw threw, uh, flames on the fire, right, Uh, ignited things a little more. that's the ethos of ESPN 100% though. Yeah, it's it's pop sport journalism for for likes on Facebook, right? and it's a reality of of the sport media complex, right? It's something that I actually don't don't like because then you don't get a a real nuanced discussion on issues that do matter, which I think people would be more interested in. That's why these shows started in the first place. There was a demand for this type of deeper sport news coverage than you get from the sports desk, which is exclusively just about on-field play. You don't get, I mean, you get some things. Oh, by the way, 30 for 30 series. 30 for 30 series on George Best. Watched it last night, fantastic. And it talks about the birth of the modern celebrity athlete. And he was one of the the first. And that's the age that we live in, man, where these guys have their own brands. So are you surprised that under the current system, Stephen A. Smith is, is so damn popular?
1: Well, also going into. He has 3.5 million followers on Twitter. People obviously Are watch the surprised? show. Him and Skip Bayless used to be one of the most referred to shows for That's basketball players to sort of, you know, lash out against. Like it or not, somehow he's still relevant, even though I don't find him credible. He's still relevant in pop culture yeah, in yeah. terms of basketball. But I think stuff like this is. He sort of reports what people want to sort of hear. You know what I mean? If anything, it's more like yeah, he, he's. He thinks of a story that's really, really, really juicy, that people really want to happen. Like him and LeBron are have this huge rift, and it's ever since the finals has been going on, and then all of a sudden he reports something that might hint at that. It's just that's what he does. That's how he, he gets followers. Yeah, that's but you're what playing with people's thing.
3: lives and livelihoods, right? Like that's not something, you know, that LeBron James as the brand is going to just let you say, and that's why he said something. No matter how much you suck, you suck up to him when you talk about LeBron James You hear this guy You know When the Raptors Are playing them It's like They don't even exist Is that When they When he talks about sucking up to LeBron And now that he has Something bad to say About you You release that It was a childish
1: Rant. He's always had something against LeBron, Stephen A. So why would I ever believe that he would know someone in LeBron's camp that would tell him something about how LeBron's? Fit? There's no like LeBron and his camp this would probably camp, never talk. Sorry,
3: this phrase "camp." Who counts? Who's like
1: who counts as <laughs> part of LeBron's camp? Right? Trainers, is it a, is it friends, bar- it, managers, is business it his, associates, his, his barber's friend. Hey, if you got a camp, you're final. You've made it. I think a barber. That's part of his camp, but. The barber's friend, maybe not, but
3: Stephen A was like, oh, the barber said it and he heard it through the next guy. There, it's news, it's fact. I'm not gonna double check it. And it's relevant. Completely indiscretionate. I'm sorry, Brandon. You wanted to get in
0: Yeah yeah Sorry guys I'm going to continue This dialogue and conversation So Kyrie Irving Wants out of Cleveland uh, Multiple factors As to why he'd want to get out uh, You could look at the fact That LeBron James Is kind of handicapping The progression of this team By signing these like One year two year contracts Not really knowing Where he's going to be In a couple years Kyrie Irving being part of that team Also playing a secondary role And not really receiving The publicity Or fanfare That LeBron James gets We're talking about him Not being included Within the last couple All NBA teams and do you blame Kyrie Irving for wanting to get out of LeBron James' shadow and kind of carve his own career path? No, because I don't think this is something
1: that's new for Kyrie Irving. Uh, he, I mean, people have, ne- now that we're like four or five, or what, a week away from having seen their trade request, having to see, this sort of assess it right now, he signed that contract extension 11 days before LeBron made that decision of, I'm coming home, basically. Mm-hmm. He made that decision when the Cavs were terrible. Like He still wanted to stay with them as a bad team. So I really don't think them as a bad, t- being a bad team or going to a bad team, is, is it all relevant to him? He wants to be the player. He's always kind of wanted that. It's sort of the number one draft pick, I think, mentality. Um, but he said, he said John Wall, I think, and Damian Lillard are two people that he looks to because of, I think what he really wants is sort of what Steph Curry had. Someone who basically got a team that got built around him through drafts and ended up being successful, but he still is the number one guy. The with he said it, right? The exactly. So, so it's, it's not so much – I think there's a mix of everything. It's not just LeBron um, and that. The, the whole entire – you I mean, well, the you, whole
3: front office is me? terrible. Do you think it has anything to do, though, with his specific, like, relationship, social relationship with, with LeBron and just simply, like, them not – Kind of clicking as dudes I, right? don't,
1: I don't think that at all
3: You know I mean it just doesn't ever seem like, like I, Okay how about this What about Could you see someone getting annoyed At constantly having to, to play next to LeBron
1: does that make sense to you? Of like, course, like, but Kyrie Irving averaged like more shots than LeBron. He's still here, a humongous star but in the league. He can't, he can't
3: dribble out the clock like LeBron can. He, he still gets, takes the last can, shot. No, I know, but they're catching shoots. He wants to go somewhere. No, where he's he can one
1: on one. Twenty-four seconds. When and he he's won, gonna dictate. He's going to dictate the offense. When he won the championship, he was one on one with Steph Curry and did a step back three like that. How much bigger can it get? Like I don't. I, that's. What I don't so for me, it has nothing to do with that.
3: Championship on LeBron's team, he wants to be the LeBron on a championship team. I think, and also I think he's tired of like, especially when that general manager got fired because I think he was already aware of the situation and he was kind of uh, 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 massaging it a bit. You get rid, you know, you said it several weeks ago, right? It starts from the top off uh, office. Yeah. You get rid of a guy that had control of this, right? And it just ignited after he left.
1: And that's a huge factor right there. The front office is, I think, another... Again, he's one of those players, I think, that likes long, that likes sort of stability. They've had how many coaches now? How many uh, sort of changes in GMs? There's been so much, ever since he signed that extension, there's been so Every single year has been completely different, and I think a big thing for this whole factor is when he got injured too. He had a lot of time. He was injured for I think six months, mm-hmm. and he had a lot of time to think. And I think in that time, he realized that it's not really about his relationship with LeBron that's upsetting him. It's more so how everyone else perceives the relationship. Everybody else looks at LeBron as being a father figure for the team and sort of helping everybody else okay. all the time. And I think Kyrie doesn't like that and more the so trade than anything.
0: Sort of like the trade toss? I think, it think break- that. Sorry, just getting going back to this. For one second. I think the whole issue here comes down to do I want to win championships like he's done already and he's in the best situation possible other than being the Golden State Warriors to win an NBA championship or on the flip side does he want to establish his like long-term branding initiative? Personally in my opinion, no. you're the best fucking player in the NBA. You're playing in the I don't best think situation in the option, Eastern Conference and realistically, what's the fucking goal playing in the NBA? You miss the We're talking about him wanting, to, look at the teams he's wanting to go to. The, the, there was a report released by ESPN today saying that he wants to go to the New York Knicks? Why does yeah. he want to go to the New York Knicks? Okay. For widespread recognition and publicity. We're not talking about a guy who's pining to win a championship. He also We're mentioned San, San, Antonio San Antonio and yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, uh, well, San Antonio is interesting because he also mentioned San Antonio. He also mentioned Miami. Miami. Dude. He, I, yeah. and, and you're right. You're It's kind of hypocritical what I'm saying, but you're right within the sense that maybe he's looking for more stability when it comes to an organization. Look at Popovich, look at Spolstra. Mm. Look at how both organizations are run. I don't blame him on that side, especially when it comes to Gilbert and the management and mm. the kerfuffle and all that bullshit. Why talk you about go back to your home city play
3: basketball and potentially build a contender. He thinks he could do that. I would do it if uh,
0: I'm not him. <laughs> I wish I was, but I'm not. Well fuck, he's still young, I guess. He has some yeah, time he in is the league, young, but right? whatever. He's in a situation uh, where he can most dude, It
3: there had to be something more though than just that. I think he there was some Yeah uh, Like he Okay LeBron I think Was getting things That he wasn't In the organization And that's not What he signed on for It's not what he signed on for He was feeling underappreciated That he was included In a trade talk He was He was signed on there Before LeBron He didn't They told him He was gonna be David Griffin right Told him And Right Brave new world He's still putting up 25 points per game. He still has the second-highest shoe, most popular shoe in the NBA. Okay, Okay, well, can I just, let's get to the real point here, is that this is good for the Toronto Raptors. This This turmoil is
0: nothing but good for the Toronto Rams. All right, so let's get straight to the point. We're talking about a potential Kyrie Irving trade. We have a list of teams that he wants to play for. As we mentioned before, we're talking the New York Knicks. We're talking Miami Heat. We're talking about the San Antonio Spurs. Graphic. where do you you see him going? Um, I guess a month or maybe less than a month down the road. I mean,
1: I don't see it. So I think just to bring up a point that you were saying, his teams, his four teams that he requested. uh, It's really, really interesting, the four teams that he requested. Because, to me, all four organizations are at completely different points in sort of the, the the NBA career. San Antonio is right there competing. Minnesota is young, but, you know, has a potential to compete. Miami's almost there as well, but they're in the East. And then the New York Knicks suck. So, for me, he wants to go to New York. I think... I would like to see a trade with New York because I think he wants to go there. Minnesota, but it, it, like him for Porzingis straight up. Would you do that if you were no, New Knicks York? Knicks wouldn't take that trade. I agree. There'd have to be some other. And I don't think I, don't, I think
0: like Frank and like Carmelo Anthony and like a Wait, future think first. The Knicks would... wouldn't take that trade. Can you give me one second. The Knicks, <laughs> is that <what> you said? <laughs> Sorry, let me just go back. Yeah, they, what do you mean trading Porzingis? Knicks wouldn't take that trade. Just the Knicks up. wouldn't offer. Do you get, off you get Porzingis. Irving
3: for Porzingis. You wouldn't take that trade. They have said. Are you mad?
1: Would you to him. see for me the? One of the big factors
0: in this is because
1: Porzingis has been very, very obviously upset. He skipped the exit meeting last year. He's not—he's not happy right now with the organization. The only thing is, if—if—if if, if this is about Kyrie wanting stability in a head office, he's going to New York. That's—I don't—that's what I don't understand. Why would he want to go to New York?
3: Yeah. So, no, it's one of many options. Like he's not going to have a choice, man. What do you mean he's going
1: to go where they're going to send him? Porzingis is younger. I mean, it's not as proven. The,
0: yet. the Knicks have said they are not trading Kristaps Porzingis in any trade involving. They Entra- they they've s- said that already
1: I, They're stupid
0: I would trade him in a heartbeat for Kyrie
1: Irving. Yeah, I'm not so much worried about what—I am I think that would be in a one of the better— because I don't think they're going to get a good offer otherwise. Like, I look at some of the other trades they that have been that Mello, talked man. about and getting a package of, of mellow or Bledsoe or Wiggins. And honestly, I don't know. To me, it just doesn't—nothing makes Cleveland that much—
0: Like, my can't really put together a nice package, I don't think, to justify getting Kyrie Irving. I also don't think Minnesota can, especially with Jeff Teague recently signed exactly. until December. Exactly. And Antonio is like uh, has next to no assets yeah. to trade for a guy like Kyrie Irving. Realistically, his best option to getting traded to teams like maybe the Milwaukee Bucks or the Phoenix Suns, the Bucks who recently don't want him mentioned anymore. the Suns, yeah. The, well, They're the Suns right. recently yeah, but, mentioned they won't include Josh exactly. Jackson in so any the trade there goes, package. But no. But to be fair, though, there are pieces on that team that do look pretty enticing. You're talking about the inclusion of Bledsoe. Um, you yeah, know, well, they also have. I, I don't know how high you guys are in guys I like, like Dragon they, Bender, like Marquis Chris. Um, who else do they have on their team that could be good? The exception of Booker and obviously Josh Jackson. Don't Jack. forget, don't forget Alex Lynn. Oh, Alex Glenn, number five overall. I think he was mocked to go number one Brandon. overall in 2013. Yeah. Can I ask you a question?
3: Would you trade Josh Jackson and Eric Bledsoe? For Kyrie Irving
0: Yeah I, I, I wouldn't make from that trade I would make that trade But if it, you're Phoenix Like I'm talking They're about They're not going yeah, Josh Jackson So I'm talking about value Like a value for a trade It makes sense on both sides But I don't think LeBron James would want to be Would want to play Or would be able to play With a player like Josh Jackson Especially if he comes in the, the league It's going to take a Cleveland's couple years To kind of get to So is that but, not good for Toronto? Is what I'm saying It's a fantastic It's fantastic for Toronto But you also this got to Factor in Boston Celtics And the Washington Wizards Retaining all three players Or young guys of high upside.
1: You know what? You just said brought up a good point. Those because don't matter. The only
0: thing that matters is This,
1: this issue with the Kyrie Irving trade is, is is kind of ironic because we always talk about how LeBron is sort of the de facto GM here. So LeBron essentially is going to have to approve before even yeah, Kyrie yeah, does yeah. of the trade. Yeah. So how, what a weird scenario could Cleveland's weird? put themselves that, in. That's the now. modern NBA now, man. The players have incredible control well, it's the in, best. in the free agency it's process. The, it's LeBron
3: the best LeBron helped play.
1: pioneer this now. There's no,
3: don't, could, LeBron there's no other it? play. That does LeBron this denies stuff. it, but, but what? he helped pioneer it. He empowered the modern. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. ESPN special.
1: No, but what other look LeBron's the only player that can actually change uh, GM's mind. Chris Paul? took his career. No, I'm talking about
3: like, but why would you not expect LeBron to, to do this? It, it's, it's good that you, that you noticed it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. But that's I mean, his power. I mean, it, he, he's been in pretty much every single decision that Cleveland's made in the last two years already. He's been very, very vocal about J.R. Smith's contract, Shumper's contract, Tristan Thompson's contract. So if he's, you know, got an ear in head office and he's going to have to approve of this trade, he's not going to want young players. He's going to want someone that can really help him win next year and he's going to pretty much want I think someone that's exactly kind of like Kyrie.
0: Yo, they got to get Melo. Like Bledsoe's not the answer. He's terrible at half court and if they got Carmelo Anthony like where does he fit in within the rotation? And
1: that's why I don't think Wiggins would come back because I don't think LeBron would want someone like Wiggins on the team. Uh, Wiggins? Again, as you know, think about
3: it. He's he's not so green in the guild as Josh Jackson. That boy's ready to play. That would be a, a dangerous thing to
0: consider. Horrendous defender though. I think LeBron would literally be screaming at him kind of like Chris Paul on the Clippers Irving doesn't defend Alright, speaking of, uh, <laughs> of, of non-defensive basketball players uh, The Cleveland Cavaliers made quite the splash this week With the recent signing of former MVP Derek Rose To like, what, one year, $2.1 million? Veterans minimum yep. Veterans minimum Greg, how is he going to fit into the Cleveland Cavaliers rotation And could he potentially be a replacement for Kyrie Irving at the point position? Uh, a replacement for Irving? Uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> if he stays healthy, he's 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 a
3: good, useful player for them. I think getting Eric Bledsoe makes more sense than having him start. Personally, I think he's just not been proven to stay healthy for a whole season. Why, I think he look good last
1: year. By around December, January, Jose Calderon will be the starting point guard for that. <laughs> Honestly, oh my God, I, he, that's my prediction because Derrick Rose. If, if even everything if goes playing, right for us, even if he's playing well, he'll length. get injured, and if he's not injured, he won't be playing well.
3: If everything. Goes
1: right for us. He had some good averages last year. But again, look at that team that he was on. It was the most selfish team basketball I've ever seen last year when you watch the Knicks. Everybody basically just played isolation basketball and fought for shots. So no wonder he averaged 18 (laughs) points. It's the opposite of the triangle. Exactly. So <laughs> I don't think he's going to mesh in well at all with this team. Uh, Jose Calderon did very, very well and is very serviceable uh, nah, mean all he's of his cool. averages. He can't move his feet. Kyle agree. Lowry would eat him up. I agree 100%. He, he he's terrible defensively. He's like They would terrible. need to make a trade. No matter like, what, what happens, they're regressing here because Kyrie Irving's going away. Why Why wouldn't they bring not back Darren Williams? Back is like, how
0: is how is Derek Rose a better option off the bench than Darren Williams? Derek Rose is a fucking half cadaver. At least Darren Williams can drain the open three. Did you not see what? Darren Williams did last year in the playoffs. He lost his shot. He's, he was too fast. lost his Rose shot was
3: last year. He was great That's in the regular
1: it, season, but terrible in the playoffs. No,
3: you, he absolutely played awful. He's way past his prime. Again, he if he'd played well, they would probably have re signed him. But exactly. he didn't, and I think Derek Rose is—you know—he's a lot younger. Derrick Rose could be a, a good story if he could find himself a role in the modern NBA in the tail end of his career here. It could work for him. He I mean, even stay if healthy. he, he, he has,
1: has to stay healthy, even if Derek Rose has a good year, I don't even think he's going to stay. He's a one-year contract, right? If LeBron yeah. leaves, yeah, yeah. he'll probably leave too.
0: Yeah, but I'd like to see so him. Cleveland's I'd
1: like, like to be see so him play basketball. At the end of next wait, wait, year.
0: Did you say like, like Derek Rose like like is going to leave? Like Derrick Rose should be begging for a fucking NBA contract. No, you if he should be
1: played eighty. Do, Ooh, two wow. games right. and he's Cleveland he, he does well healthy. and he's healthy and he averages 18 points and whatever 5-5 I've
3: played root, at 18 points for him eh? I root
0: for him
1: Those tough, same tough
3: I, I think do everyone does I yeah. do if too, go course. down a
0: catastrophic knee injury I think anyone wants several, to see him bring several back, of like, them right? I think everyone wants to see him kind of bring back, replicate what he did three, four years ago. It's not going to happen. No, not, I just want to playing. see him, play, I don't know. I just want to see him pull Brandon play, Roy, play go fucking become a high school basketball coach, but coach and become a goddamn superstar. And get don't you think league.
3: that's sad? Don't you think that, 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 not being able to play out his career, like that would have been great for Portland, right? Like you want these guys to stay
0: healthy, right? Yeah, for, but Brandon Roy, I, like, hey, if Derek Rose, Mad love, bro. Hope you stay healthy. But Brendan Roy like, preserved his legacy by, like, getting out of the league yeah. when he should have yeah. gotten out of the league, and he didn't really drag his ass down the court like Derrick Rose is doing, right? And anybody... Hey, and I, mean, man? If you could still play, you wouldn't play? I, I could never yeah, play in the first place, so I should never be in a position to make any assessment about this. Oh, fuck Derrick Rose. Get out of the league. Come
1: and any, anyone chirping the, the Derrick Rose contract, just keep in mind, he made $280 for yeah. the fetus. Yeah. And he's, like, he's 27 or 26 years
3: old. He, needs, he has he money. He wants to try to reestablish himself in the basketball landscape, and I and I suspect he will kick a role this year from LeBron James he's training he's getting uh, acclimated right now right like he wouldn't be signed on that team if LeBron didn't want him signed exactly. LeBron right just like he was saying man GM the GM uh,
0: player coach LeBron
1: <laughs> approve all trades <laughs>
0: Okay. Um, all right. Moving on, I guess. Uh, Toronto Raptors talk. Let's talk about the Raptors for a sec, guys. So we saw the Summer League. We Thank saw you. the Pascal Siakam, the Yakupotles, the DeLon Wrights. We kind of have an idea. I Actually, personally, I have no fucking idea where Bruno Gabacolo is right now in his development. Uh, <laughs> who, who do you think is going to become like a vital component of the rotation next year? Like, who's the guy you think we're going to like look at three, four months down the road? and like, Jesus Christ, like that guy's a lot better than I actually thought he was.
1: I'm going to say Pascal Siakam, just because he He's had a great sort of summer league. And also last year, the guy was great when he was forced to play, when we were waiting on all the injuries and stuff. He's only going to get better. um, And also, it's the easiest role to sort of of take over. Like, I'd love to say DeLon Wright or or Van Vliet, but honestly, the minutes that they're going to get is going to be quite limited as long as Lowry's healthy. So for me, it's definitely going to be Pascal Siakam. Um, The question being, Brandon, uh, who
3: would you like to see make a jump this year? As a Raptor, who's going to... What's the X factor? Or rather, who do you you think is going to make that jump? Like, who's going to be a part of the rotation? I'll tell you who needs to make... A jump in their play is Valanciunas. We're talking about bench, okay. like rookies, be- like guys bench like coming in, yeah. rookies. I think yes. Yeah, so, I so, think
1: it's got to be Pertle yeah, if you them, if you say honestly, if you say then you should all say Pat. No, because going to push
3: Valanciunas. Don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't. Um, we want all of them, right? To, I want to see Bruno, man. I want. I really want to see the kid get into the NBA. It, it would be a testament to Masai Ujiri. It really would. Like, he he drafted
0: this guy right off such a whim. Anyways him. I, I can't stand Bruno Gabacolo. Like, I, I just, like, I fucking infuriates me. Like, if I hired someone for a job, and I'm like, okay, man, in a year, we're gonna train you. In a year by now, we want you to handle all the responsibilities and the intrinsic nature of the job itself. It take the guy three fucking years to get to this point right now, and he's not even a rotation guy. Look, I'm just like, I just drafted, like, fuck potential. The guy the guy's established who he's gonna be. He's not gonna be any better. I don't, he's just confused on the court. Look, we drafted no him when he was like you. so
1: young, though. Like, he's a 95. He's only 21 years Old. So he's been the for three years. He's one, Bruno is still 20. We drafted him when he was 18. <laughs> three
0: years in the NBA. No, but so a, playing so, in the NBA So think about it this way: as no opposed progress. to
1: playing in college, then he's been playing at a at a minor level in the G League and coming yeah, up and good. playing for the I Raptors. Like, yeah, man, I don't have, have a problem system. with that sort of development system, no, and good. I honestly think that smart. that's going to be the development system going forward. Okay, with All these so one and done.
0: So if he was the same player, third year in college, would you draft him with the 21st or 22nd?
1: Well, the thing is, who knows what is develop Like, he he dra- he declared for the draft at a time where he thought he had the highest potential, right? Because mm-hmm. who knows what would have happened. So, good on Bruno for doing that. And, <laughs> you know, Messiah line for the young he man. he bought it. But I still think that there's nothing wrong for me. That's my main point. That There's nothing wrong for me for someone going three years in college and getting drafted. Like, there's so many good seniors and even sophomores this year that were taken in the draft. Like, look at the scenario of yeah. Thornwell. He's doing great. Like, he might have a great NBA career. Who knows? Draft that year, I So, think, he is still younger than players like that. Yeah, who went
0: after him, man? I had this fucking argument with a buddy when the draft went down where like, he's like, oh, Bruno might potentially be the next Kevin Durant or some bullshit like that. Rodney Hood oh, went... Right, hold, on, hold on, hold oh, on. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not Ronnie saying Hood, that. I'm okay. saying Rodney Hood was an option ago, a little bit after. And I'm, and I'm fine taking big plunges like that and hopefully drafting for yes, the highest Roger. potential. Yeah, in
1: hindsight, 2020. It's easy to say, oh, Rodney Hood specifically would have been great. There was a lot of... Like,
0: it, it just, it's just justifying why I hate Bruno Caboclo. That's all.
1: I... The the thing is, to me, it, it puts the, the right direction of the NBA G League and the development of a player is going to be different than what we think. One and done is going to continue, and college players no, are going to opt. they two A. Eh? And even we if they we should talk do, about that.
3: One of these weeks that, I would love to talk the about the college that. season
1: starts
0: Some of the bullshit John Calipari Just some pimping out the College the prospects You don't need oh. to go to class Just play some basketball Man
1: you're <laughs> keepin good keeping 101 <laughs> Jesus Christ
0: But not as bad As uh, Rick Pitino Who was like Offering a whores And like prostitutes And sluts As players You know Who's like Luka? the creepiest one For sure Russell- right. Russellicious Russ Smith I just imagine him Being like the most like Disgusting human being On campus incredible High school coaches
3: In America University basketball, some incredible coaches, I should say, not not just basketball coaches. Yeah, like uh, Love Our Ball. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, know, I saw a clip of him like pulling his team off. Yeah. What is your? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If I was if I was coaching one of those games, I think I would have absolutely lost it. What like he he should be banned from from coaching in that
1: he, district. You know what? Now. No hold on. No, so look, no, look. no 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 hold it's on. A good no, no no no
3: no no no. Let me tell you, it's awful sportsmanship. It's awful sportsmanship to pull your team you are not that important there is no argument against that I don't think 100%. and they were winning as well
1: <laughs> what's that they were winning as well when he pulled you know what off. and
3: it's this eh, but but it's this like commercialization. it's no, no 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 it's not coach Carter would have had more respect it's a, it's a wannabe coach, coach Carter, Carter. <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> the, the fictitious character coach Carter yeah. would have more credibility Samuel L.
1: Jackson Co- Co- man. Samuel L. Jackson did not act in that movie he acted exactly like he would have if he was a coach
0: they should make a <laughs> biopic on LeVar Ball with fucking Samuel Jackson. I would definitely watch that movie. Look,
1: well, but, there was but, a game last night with, well, with the big baller brand team and
0: Zion. And he took a piss at one point of the game. He left the goddamn court during on-court action and went pee. Look, uh, did no, you, guys care see, about, you, you guys see i to about that. No did you guys get a chance to see
1: the j- game at all? Uh, what? L- which? Uh, the, the game last night. The the, the game with Zion. No, they're and
0: 15-year-old SC... kids. Why would I watch this shit?
1: Well, there was 100,000 people watching. I do like, I'm not gonna watch my school
0: amateur basketball game. I did not watch that
1: well it was a great um, game um, you know, I'll tell you that much um, I think the, it's a great game because
0: like probably there was like, an, like a potential for to be some sort of like catastrophic ride on the court that'd be like, the only reason why I'd watch it but I don't want to watch a bunch of high school kids play basketball and spend two hours of my time watching it like I know they're two great prospects but let them grow let them develop and go to college while well, watch them there
1: the thing is in the US there's no such thing as too young of a prospect in fact it's the exact opposite the younger the prospect and the younger the the prodigy the more limelight they're going to get and this game had two of the most recognizable prospects like look at this year we talk about how much the off season in the NBA this year is so so big well this is one another event that's just part of it all and it, it look, just drives the, the is, wave
3: but, that but, but, but the thing is the people who are doing these uh, a lot of these showcases are just private entities there's Adidas it's a right Adidas, yeah, yeah okay it's a commercial yeah okay they're doing it for commercial purposes and the best interest of the kids I don't think are always looked after when you're talking about exposing uh, young people to that kind of celebrity and fame and like uh, okay for you know the, the idea that these coaches are trying to promote a brand Rather than develop the character of young people, what they you, are what promoting a brand like their, like the Lavar Ball show. <laughs> their main interest in that scenario where he walked off, his main thing was publicity. It wasn't it right. Well, look, you He's can't tell me sacrifice. that
1: Lavar Ball is the norm. He's the exception to the rule. You can't no, say every coach what, it's, does I'm, what he I'm saying does. Saying it's,
3: the, it's, it's the AAU basketball culture that's completely commercialized, and and where the so now. No, the, uh, a mentor to a, a young basketball player is not his high school coach, right? It is his AAU coach. And these guys, I'm telling you, man, well, they some, still of play high school basketball. some of them are fantastic and they do good work in communities. An example is your buddy that came in and did a podcast with us, right? Yeah, yeah, Javon McGart. Javon, right? So it's not to say that, but but the fact but that I don't these see what kids are being show- showcased in this manner I don't I don't watch it so but obviously it's nice
1: to see the talent why the talent. if they're going to play like why wouldn't they want that why wouldn't they want to have that at a young age like it's not if you're a kid specifically I and you're a prospect that, exactly you're you're right now trying to get
3: to protect, up on the but, but prospect but society board. has to protect young people sometimes from them from these sort right a uh, very um, uh, what's the word peronic like like advertising and media industry that surrounds them. And like it could it messes up a lot of young people's lives and they get exposed to that too early. Look at Macaulay Culkin, man. But it you know, like, like, it's well, not they, like They're, they're also, ban yeah, child acting. Killed herself.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to ban child
3: acting. Or JFK had someone do it. See, that's the no, thing. No, but it's is how, it's how we regulate. Look, just okay. In, in soccer, with the how they do it in the youth, in the youth academies, how it's local, and you know you go watch the games and you pay, okay. And but the kids aren't like they, they, they're allowed to just develop, right, as players, and and not again the self obsession that comes with that commercialization is the problem. The these players think that they're separate from from society almost
1: and I mean look I mean been, we're overlooking the, whole, I mean, the actual game itself though like it, if you saw the game like there was an actual game that was played that actually kind yeah, of was pretty entertaining.
3: I bet those kids have skills well
1: of course that's but, the whole reason people are watching no one's watching a random high school game yeah obviously I, yeah, I
3: know no I know that's why there's a there's a marketable element to it and and they should be watched I'm I mean, just I'm just i am um, just I, I want to be careful to not support the the medium through which those kids are being showcased to play. I don't I don't know if their best interests honestly are taken in mind. That's just that. that but we can do a whole we can
1: do a whole other. Yeah, because show I just want to talk on, about the game itself almost, and because yeah, honestly yeah. the game was good. It just it was a little sloppy at first. man, Those the younger brothers are apparently better than. He, so, right? So it's really interesting. So LaMelo is.
0: I fucking hate LaMelo, first of all. He looks like a god. He looks like, like Vine, fuck Kanye West. Or, or some are we shit supposed like that. to be he talking just like about, some, like, the Raptors.
1: Well, no, it ended up going to. Levar Ball. To Zion and, and to the game last night. So, um. Anyways. It, it, I don't think that th- – th- there was a strategy in the game. The baller brand team or whatever you want to call it, they ended up double teaming. Uh, they didn't let Zion dribble the ball once. And then eventually, once the flow kind of got going – I only watched the first half because it started at, at midnight here. But um, it ended up being a pretty good back and forth. Like, there was a few good plays where Zion gets a through and and one. LaMelo comes back, hits yeah. a three from four foot past the line. Like, it's almost everything that's been advertised to play be.
3: play with a four-point line. Curry's like, like – <laughs> Three point makes. Well, then they gotta play big three if you wanna do that. (laughs) Sorry, Brandon, I cut you off.
0: As usual. All right, let's move this down a bit more. We're going to a little bit of a divisional breakdown right now, and we're going to talk about the Northwest Division. Hopefully, we can maintain some sort of sense of a conversation right now. Uh, we're going to start with the Utah Jazz right now. Uh, we're talking about the loss of Gordon Hayward. We're also talking about the inclusion of newly drafted shooting guard, Donovan Mitchell, who put on quite the dominating performance during the Summer League. Where do you guys stand with the Utah Jazz in this upcoming season, especially with, I guess, the gradual growth of... Uh, uh, uh sorry, Rudy Gobert. You're talking about uh, the return, I guess, of Derek Favors from injury. Uh, and you're also talking about the inclusion of Ricky Rubio, uh, lean the offense. So where are you guys at right now with the Utah Jazz?
1: So believe it or not, Utah actually finished in this division first last year. Yeah. And well, they have OKC, they have Portland, Minnesota, Denver. I, I don't think it's going to be any, it's going to be completely different this year for them. Is what I guess I'm trying to say. They had an off season where they regressed, obviously. And then you look at Minnesota, you look at OKC, um, um, even Denver, like those three teams alone, I think all three of them will end up being better than Utah this year. Um, Gordon Hayward's one of those players that's just such, such a, a glue kind of player. And losing him is, is really hard. I don't think someone like Ricky Rubio is going to come in. I think that they're going to drop. They had 51 wins last year. They could almost flip. Uh, they, I think they're going to be below 500 uh, this coming year. But for me, I don't know. U- Utah drops
0: quite a bit. Well, I don't really see any other team in this division that's, you know, um, like I think Utah is the bottom of the barrel. Portland Trailblazers are kind of close. We're talking about Minnesota, Oklahoma City Thunder, and obviously the Denver Nuggets, you know, adding incredible additions, like guys like Paul Millsap, Jimmy yep. Butler, um, you know, Paul George as well. Um, I, I think they'll finish with the bottom of the pecking order. Greg, what do you feel about the Utah Jazz coming up? Uh, I think they'll have a
3: similar record as they did last year, maybe a little bit less. They're actually, okay, what was their record last year?
1: They were... F- Fifty-one. So, anyways, they ended up coming in. they They'll get, like 50 they'll 50 get maybe the like conflict, forty, like high forties.
0: You think high forties? Maybe this might be the best 45. division in the NBA. Like, Quinn Star is a fantastic. That's coach.
1: what I mean. This division is so going to be Ru- so tough for them. Rubio will will work there. He'll get the ball to Gobert. Gobert is the only thing that, the, and I think Gobert is one of the players sucks. that eventually will just leave his His team. offense is poor, though. Gobert, it's poor. Yeah. But he literally, like, is completely a game changer on defense. Yeah. Right. Like, you can't He's go great down defender. the lane. But at I mean, all. for
3: Rubio, I'm one wondering. wondering now if he's going to be able to catch the way that Rubio's going to throw those passes. Because he's... he's, Rubio is a dynamic playmaker.
1: I don't think there's any, if you have mastered defense and you're already a long, lanky Lubeu's guy, a good defender too. I don't think there's anything that's really, like, it's kind of easy to learn how to get yourself close to a basket and turn and do one of those little, like, hooks. Yeah, runs. I think that's one of the easiest things to learn. So, hopefully, Gobert's been working on that all off season. But still, I don't think Utah, I, personally, I don't know how they could get more than 42, 43 wins this year. Maybe I'm
0: going with, uh, I'm going with 44 44? for the Utah Jazz. Uh, so, you're one of above- one above when I said I couldn't um, possibly I'm, I'm bar- bar- barkering away. your ass I right now. I was right about to say, you, are, right, are, uh, you Portland Trailblazers, I uh, <laughs> guess uh, they made a pretty interesting trade today, offloading the horrendous contract of Alan Crabb to the rancid Cesc organization of the Brooklyn Nets for the return of Andrew Nicholson, Canada's <laughs> <laughs> very own, Toronto's very own, actually, Andrew Nicholson, who was subsequently released. So Portland Trailblazers obviously are pretty close to the cap. Uh, couldn't really make too many moves in the offseason, season essentially retaining the same starting rotation as last year with the inclusion of having a full training camp with uh, Yosef Nurczyk. You're also talking about CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, uh, blah, 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 blah. Greg, where do you stand right now with the Portland Trailblazers? Do you think they uh, are going to be the bottom dwellers or do you think they're going to put together a better record than the Utah Jazz? Where do you stand? Where do I stand with the Portland Trailblazers? I think they're a 45-win team. I can't really see them jumping toward 50. Uh, I still think they have massive holes, especially at the forward position. Position. Um, I think shooting is a big... Shooting depth, rather, is a big issue, especially off the bench. I think Alan Crabb was realistically the only sort of guy who could facilitate the offense in the second unit. Um, so it's going to be a tough adjustment. But also, I don't know what Nick... Yosef uh, Nurcic can do this this season. Like He's I, the X-Factor, right? He's the biggest X-Factor.
1: They were so good. If you watch Portland, because they were a pretty exciting team to watch when they got uh, when they got Nurkic, because they can go inside, and he's such a good passer, that whenever he got it inside, anybody can just cut and... He can get it back out to CJ at the three. Yeah. He can get it to anybody dunking and driving like like the Evan Turner's. I don't know. They're an exciting team. I, I just don't see them winning more than they're kinda of be kinda of be right around the same as I think Utah, forty
0: three. Especially maybe if the division getting so much better.
1: Exactly. So I don't know. A year to gel though this team's going to be a lot better than what we saw last year. I think the record has to improve, uh, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to come in that eighth spot and just yeah, slide right in go- and get okay. I'm going to say swept that I'm going to say that you,
3: I agree with you in uh, Utah here. I'm going to say that those two teams, like you, finish around 44 between 44 and 46 wins. I agree, and because those other teams like Minnesota, OKC,
1: they're going to improve run it up. so
3: much, right? Yeah, those those three teams that we just profiled, Brandon, I think will all. Be Fighting for that last playoff spot, it's gonna, it's gonna
0: be, it's gonna be tight in the Western you Conference. You know, it would flip the script if Carmelo Anthony got traded to the Portland Trail CJ McCollum putting up that Instagram post of Carmelo yeah. in the black jersey. Um, I, it doesn't sound like he wants to go there. Too much work, no, man. It's, he, I think like the biggest issue of Carmelo this is like very gossipy shit I'm saying right no, now. But he, wants, no, but he, wants, but he wants to be, wants to be to close to in New York, so I, I don't really think playing in the West Coast is a, little, a, isn't a he real an, option. Is going to move his family with him? Whatever, man. No, like, they're divorced. <sighs> or okay. whatever his wife's name gives give a shit. All right.
1: <laughs> so, but, oh, Caleb Swanigan. If Caleb Swanigan, hey, he was, uh, he made the first team in the in the Summer League or whatever it was called. I don't know. He, he looked good in the Summer League. He might actually be someone who can make a difference
0: off the bench for, for Portland. All right, moving down the list. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Oklahoma City, Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Oklahoma okay. City Thunder. Um, basically giving up next to nothing. You're talking Victor Oladipo on that like 21 million per year contract as well as Damanis Montes- Bo who was a 12th overall pick last year. They got perennial MV, or perennial NBA uh, all-star, um, maybe top 12 player in the NBA, Paul George, playing with Russell Westbrook. You're also talking about bringing back guys like Andre Robertson, bringing in Patty P from the Toronto Raptors as well. We could arguably be looking at the best defense in the NBA. Guys, where do you stand on Oklahoma City Thunder this year? And you think they're going to win the division? The, uh, Westbrook and,
3: and George might be the best one-two punch now in the NBA. I think they are the best one-two punch. Harden Paul, maybe? No. Westbrook and George. I, I, Kyrie I mean, LeBron? Right now. I mean, no. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not anymore. I
1: would take Kyrie LeBron. I think they're, best, they're
3: not a thing anymore. I think they're the best. Technically, they still are. best hand in respect. No, to those like, guys have too much ego. They're, they're never going back to being boys. They're done.
0: Sorry. So I think there, I, I think you're right within the sense that like two players that can play with each other, not just two flashy names, but two players who are not only dominant basketball players but can play well together. I think that's an incredible tandem. They I think it's one of the yeah. best, if not the best, in the NBA. You're talking about Paul, Hart, I mean James Harden and Chris Paul, two guys who are fantastic ba- individual basketball. We players. You don't know how that's going to We have no idea how that's going to happen. You know Paul George and Russell Westbrook is going to be a fantastic team. Call you're going to have Russell Westbrook slashing lane with the back pass and George Wentz coming yard, off Paul it for three pointer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great it's yeah. a beautiful beautiful signing or trade rather
1: yeah I think this team comes fourth in the conference in the end like they're gonna definitely get they're gonna blow past 47 wins which is what they got last year they're gonna be a 50 win team I think they're probably gonna get 52 53 like you said their defense is gonna be really really good they still have defense I mean,
3: yeah their I mean, defense is gonna be awesome Steven
1: Adams and Ennis Canner is like the, the most dangerous one-two white man punch <laughs> I think in the league talking because, M- middle hey,
3: you know both those guys make more than Valentinus. way more a year
1: yeah Steven well, Stephen Adams signed a ridiculous contract. I wouldn't
3: trade. I think Valanciunas is and better sort of than both those calendar. guys. I'm yeah, just but like, those
1: contracts are seen as pretty. I mean, Stephen Adams is one of those players that.
3: I'm just. I'm just saying. It's not too. Uh, anyway, sorry. I, I changed 25, the
1: 25, 27 million. The Thunder are good. The Thunder time.
3: are good, man. Uh, I 55 wins, defense. man. 55 win team. The I'm, Thunder. I'm really excited to
0: see how many like 55. open threes yeah, Andre least. Robertson's is going to miss this year. Hmm? Yeah. I'm wondering how many open threes Andre Robertson is going to miss. this He's year. He's not going to have the need to take them. Paul George can take tough shots, man. I'm saying this doubling up on Paul George, Russell Westbrook with no one covering you Andre can't. Robertson at the elbow. I would like what happened last year, but probably. I know what four. you mean, <laughs> but like the two
3: players that they have, you. I would rather have Paul George take an off uh, balance shot than pass it no, to an no, open absolutely, rock, absolutely. like.
1: As, as long as Doug McDermott gets open and they pass him the ball, he will be McDermott on that all He's day. Too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's not a bad. They've got a, a bad They've got a good. Option. They've got great options inside and outside. They're going to be a team, and defensively, like we were saying, they're, they're going to be tough to beat.
3: If Melo goes there, they are the real deal. Yep.
1: I they agree. Are, are, okay, it's a question. As they are now, who do you have mm. as a higher uh, ranked team at the end of the season? The Rockets Houston, or OKC?
3: Because Houston, Houston still. Houston, well, the team is proven, and they've added good pieces. Man, PJ Tucker works well there. PJ Tucker is like an underrated signing. I, yeah, one yeah. of the most underrated signings. Because yeah, we saw him like as talk a talk defense.
1: Yeah, yeah, good for he him. He plays some paid.
3: of the best wing defense in the and league. And a
1: team player, and he's too. getting paid now. Good for him, man. He's going to stick up for every. He's going to guard the hardest player on the other team every single time. He'll get. He'll find a lot of minutes on that team, I feel like.
0: All right, Minnesota Timberwolves, another team who made quite the splash in the offseason, uh, signing point guard Jeff Teague, also making a trade for another superstar. We're talking Jimmy Butler from the Chicago Bulls. The Minnesota Timberwolves trading recently injured Zach Levine, uh, second year point guard Chris Dunn, and uh, the, I guess, the, the superstar kidding of the Summer League, Laurie McCannon, uh, to the Chicago Bulls for Jimmy Butler. Uh, we're talking about another year. Under the belt for Carl T. Towns Andrew Wiggins Pretty solid starting five rotation Greg where do you staying with the Minnesota Timberwolves? Minnesota's Going to be a fantastic
3: upstart I think this year They have so much talent I think Jimmy Butler makes them legit. <clears throat> I think Tom Thibodeau is a man and can coach and, and, and gets uh, the most out of his – or demands. I mean, sometimes they fold under him, but he demands a lot from his players. And uh, with Butler there to kind of uh, lead a little more, by example, with the talent that they have, man, they're legit – they are legit. Like maybe they're a year—they're a year away from being a contender in my mind if their development goes as it should. I'm concerned
1: Towns with. Is them. Look, for me, I'm—I'm—I'm kind of with you, uh, where you were going there. I'm a little bit concerned about the Timberwolves. For me, you like oh, the Timberwolves a lot. For me, that's kind of like how you, I feel how you.
0: I don't like the 76 ers Spacing, I think, is the biggest issue for the Timberwolves. Don't
1: even compare
3: the the Philadelphia 76ers to the Minnesota Timberwolves.
1: Last year, they are not.
3: They are not Greg, at this point in their so development year how many what was the wind differential between the two teams you think but one plays in the Eastern Conference, one plays in the Western Conference. I, but there's still and one. But next one, year, who where are they one playing? One underachieved and one overachieved.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. And one made It's the, a three-game difference. There was 28 wins for Philadelphia, 31, 31 wins. That's it for Minnesota last year. And now yeah, they added like, Jimmy okay. Butler. But I feel like he's the most overrated
0: player, superstar type player. I think I'm, I'm, Jimmy I'm, Butler is awesome, man. How many two guards are better than Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler's a fantastic addition. I'm concerned with Andrew Wiggins' development. Um, Why? Well, you're talking about bringing a coach playing in a second year with Tom Thibodeau a you guys guy who, who okay, stresses, do you think gonna be a guy who stresses the importance of two-way basketball play you're talking about playing defensive you know and also playing offensive it's a pretty yeah. obvious thing Did Andrew, Andrew Wiggins' defense? defense was horrendous last year he was one of the worst defenders at the for- small forward position last year and I don't really see how he's gonna develop this season especially playing an ensemble cast where he's, he's one not gonna of the get worst defenders opportunities. yeah like you're talking about what does about that mean guy, like actually yeah he, when you talk about the I can't pull up the statistics right now But if you look at but the is that the a statistic? statistics And just his ability to play And a, the, the points per game average Of the player With his athleticism He should be a better no, That's what I'm saying Exactly though that, That's why I'm alarmed Because I think Andrew Wiggins Is a guy that You talk about Jimmy Butler You can talk about Jeff T, You can also talk about Carl Towns These are proven talents The maestro The guy to bring it all together To solidify this team As a, the winner of the Northwest Division Is Andrew Wiggins In my opinion Especially growing his Outside shot as well Jimmy Butler is mm-hmm. a fantastic yeah. Basketball player You know what you're getting Of Jimmy Butler you know what you're getting him Carlton Talents. He's a transcendent big man who can shoot to three. Well, he's like he moderately. Develop, he has to develop still two That's my argument. But right, it doesn't right.
3: matter if okay, if, if Towns develops to his talents, he's that next piece besides Jimmy Butler. And Wiggins, you know, he'll he will I mean, mind you, he may get traded for Irving. Mm-hmm. And that makes them even fucking better. That puts
1: that makes them their contender now. Then absolutely,
3: I I think you look. I think it's going to work out there. So how many wins do you have? Uh, fifty to fifty-five wins. Brandon, forty-nine.
1: See, I'm at like 45. Okay. So I guess we're off. By, it's we're, There's three different camps here, I guess, on it. And for me, I just think it's the, uh, it takes a team that gets someone like Butler, I think, as well to gel. He plays the exact same role as Wiggins. Like those two playing off each other is going to be a little bit weird, I find.
0: He's also not a great leader. Clearly, he was indicated last year when he was kind of like lampooning the entire rookie class of the Chicago Bulls for not pulling yeah. their own weight. But he works hard.
3: I mean, just got to remind him. by example, right. right? He You're leads right. by example, you know what I mean? Like, like he lays it out there when he plays and he takes big shots and he backs his shit up like he's a baller man I I mean look if they don't gel or if they uh, I mean they were supposed to be good last year I think that they started to play better in the second the Sixers were never supposed to be good
1: they don't have the process. They they don't have I mean now They're People are waiting On them to be good Is what I mean by that Like the, how the comparison is Everyone's waiting On they Minnesota don't have
3: proven To be good And they though. still haven't The 31 well, Minnesota wins Minnesota right?
0: has proven talents but They don't still have proven talents it. Do you think Philly well, Will have a better a record Than Minnesota JJ next proven, year proven, Pardon me Do you think, <laughs> you think Philly Will have a better record Than Minnesota next year
3: Embiid is not a proven I talent do. Make I that mean, with Greg I do I think Philadelphia
1: Will have more wins Next year than Absolutely not Okay let's bet
3: Again you have to Look at the
1: conference conferences,
3: though. I am. Doesn't mean and one I know exact- than
1: the other. I'm not saying that. Okay. I think they're going to have more wins. You're acting like they're going to switch no, conferences No man, they're not going to have more wins.
0: Thirty bucks. I think
3: Philadelphia. Yeah. Listen yes, yeah, sure, to the,
1: the bucks. usual case of beer. How about okay. that? All right, deal.
3: All right. Got in, ourselves
1: in. in <laughs> I'm a shock top guy. Just FYI. Invested, so, uh, indebted. I'm got, I got myself
3: indebted on a few different deals here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I don't think they're getting more. Than, so I guess that means I have to put Philly at around 46 wins. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot of wins because I just the, put yeah, a lot so. for them. I mean, the even Eastern in the conference. East, they
3: still they they, they have no the culture of winning built up there. Mind you, Minnesota. I was right Well, Minnesota, <laughs> Kevin,
1: <laughs> other than yeah. Kevin Durant, the guy leaving, I think and getting
3: championships. W- the reason I say this is because in Minnesota they have proven winners with Jimmy Butler and Thibodeau. On Philly, they're all still searching for it, man. Like they're not real yet. They oh, have JJ to go Reddick. out there and they have to stay healthy. But see, he's going to just shoot. He's just going to shoot.
1: Well, he's a veteran. He's like that veteran he's presence. He's not going to put them over the Johnson. No, I'm he's talking about like him. there's people All right, people guys,
0: we are rolling down to the end of the podcast. We've got one more getting team to get to. it get here. Getting into it. All right, guys, last team, the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, who essentially brought back everybody with the exception of Daniil Gallinari and also signed power forward from Atlanta Hawks, Paul Millsap, to a three-year contract. Um, I'm I'm really big on this team. Uh, Greg and I made a kind of side bet uh, a couple of weeks ago that I think— I Think the Denver Nuggets will have a better record than the Oklahoma City Thunder this season, and no I'll kind of get into this for a second. I'll explain you why I'm so big on the Denver Let's Nuggets, and I think it's just the ability to have so many different looks offensively and defensively. Having so many guys who fill specific roles of length and, and or small ball, like they can put together so many different rotations. And I know that doesn't necessarily make that team a championship. They're, a, tennis, nice team. But they They're so a nice team. They have so many great players. Yeah. They have so much depth. Guys who should be, like, could be stutters on several teams. You're talking even like Malik Beasley, who what, like, is a 11, 12, guy on this team who could be a starter in multiple situations in the NBA. A guy that Cleveland Cavaliers would love to have as well. You're talking about the return of a guy like uh, Jamal Murray. Hopefully, I'm throwing Emmanuel Moody out there. I don't really have high hopes on him. But Gary Harris Jr., you who's one of the it. best 3-and-D guys. did have high hopes. I did. I, I'm, I'm off the moody Island right now. Uh, Gary Harris, who, in my opinion, is one of the best on-coming 3-and-D guys in the NBA. you also got Will Barton off the bench, who's a fantastic three-point shooter, who's a pretty competent defender as well. You're talking about Wilson Chandler, who, in my opinion, is one of the most underappreciated two-way players in the NBA, and you're also talking about one of the best big men tandems in the NBA, and two guys who are fantastic playmakers out of the post and Paul Mills and Nikola like, Jokic. I just like their depth, I like their coach, the coach and I like yeah. the individual components that compose that team. I don't necessarily think they can go. Uh, they're well, down for they're well constructed. Teams, but they're I like well the construction of the team. I like how many players they have that are actual NBA players, having like seven, eight guys in rotation. I think they have 11 guys on this team that can. Be rotation guys. Do you in think um, they're bad? Do you think Denver's Denver. is better than, than the Raptors? Yeah. Um, fuck. No. No. I, I don't think so. But no, I think the Raptors, if they're in this division, if would win this division. The one that no man. I don't think we. Well, would, that's my sure. biased opinion for the day, guys. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a Homer <laughs> podcast. I'm wearing a Raptors jersey and hat. The Nuggets from Lowry, this is like the team that Lowry was, baby of all these players that like you don't really pay attention to, you don't really hear of too often, like the Gary Harris's, the the Malik Beasley's, and like you were saying, Will Barton. Well,
0: they're not the sexiest. They're, they're the world, exactly, but they're
1: good I mean. basketball but players. Exactly. If you, if you watch this team and getting Millsap, I think was a great it was a great call for them because the one thing they were kind of missing was that fringe all star. They had a whole bunch of players that were on the edge, and I think getting a, another big man to go with Jokic, who's, the, or, who's he's the, their passer. Okay, Jokic they, is the one. Is goodness, the best passer okay, their, on their potential
3: team. is rooted in his ability to take another step next year. If he doesn't take that step, they
1: can't achieve what you guys want them to. What do you mean they added around him, and he was so good last year that they got
3: who's rid.
0: Who's their go-to scorer? They don't need a goal to score. Yeah, everyone needs a go-to
1: score.
3: Okay, you, this, yeah. is the, this is the fucking then, NBA. The, the, what do you mean? Like
1: If they had one shot at if the you're end close, of the game, yeah, probably if you're, either Jamal Murray, I, I would Jamal say. Jamal Murray and Gary
3: Harris mm, Jr. are 20 point yeah, per game exactly. players. No,
0: unproven... Opinion. What do you mean, unproven? Uh, Okay, Gary Harris Jr. Okay, you're right. Jamal Murray, unproven, absolutely 100%. But I think Gary Harris Jr., Gary Harris, He could prove himself himself to be a player player like that. He could prove himself to be, but he's not... I'm
3: talking about, like, you look at someone like DeMar DeRozan and you can say what you want about him, he can get a shot whenever the hell he wants. Mm -hmm. Deep in shot clocks, right? Uh, The ability to to hit, you know, fade away, game-ending shots. That is very important uh... W- in I well, was especially the playoffs actually, but without that, it's hard to win. I'd say over fifty games in the NBA. That's yeah. why I'm saying it depends if Jokic can be that because Millsap isn't that.
1: The thing is, they don't Jokic have a player is like such that. a good passer though that if you get the ball down low to him and you surround him with three point shooters, and they yeah, they're gonna
3: pass the whole shot clock away. away. No one wants to shoot it. You what need you, a killer. You need someone in that lineup. So, so now. as soon as they, they
1: double Jokic, score, hold on. As soon as it? they double Jokic though, down low, They'll and they the have ball, to do right? something. They can move it. Yeah, the
3: defense will shift. And then no one wants. Okay, well, all I'm saying is that Wait. team needs, in my opinion, a go-to score, a 25 game, a 25 points a game score to make them a legit
1: Look, uh, unfor- team. Unfortunately, I don't agree have with you, that. just because I don't think they're going to make the playoffs next year. I, I don't think they're going to be better than OKC. And my prediction for them, okay. Yeah, okay, unfortunately, okay, okay, okay. is going to be a team that is going to get to the trade deadline next year. They're oh, going to realize man. that they're not going to be there, and there's going to be a bunch of teams that are fighting for the assets. On this team, like we we're talking yeah. about right now, there are so many good little players and role players yeah. on this team that would fit well on a championship roster. That I think they might get deconstructed, deconstructed at the trade deadline, and they might get picked apart. And who knows? They might get a bunch of draft picks for it and just decide to rebuild. But for me, I can kind of—I hate to say it—I like Denver. I like watching them play. But yeah, I just they don't play see an exciting brand of
0: basketball. They—they see, they seem to be like the one of the few teams, though. And I know it's a very far-fetched hot take to make right now, but they seem like one of the few teams in the NBA that could put together a potential package for Kyrie Irving. They seem like they could put together the right guys, the right sort of draft picks to the Cleveland Cavaliers to get Kyrie Irving. And if I was in Kyrie's situation, Mm. that is the best spot you could go to if you want to be a man and win. You go to a team and be full of just and, depth guys. And be, and be worshipped in Denver. They would worship him in Denver. It just seems like the best. Don't forget but the
3: law
1: they have on uh, casual the marijuana doubles lettuce. Yes, exactly. The so. jazz Kyrie. Cottage. I think Kyrie wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know if Kyrie Irving smokes weed or not. I am making no it's opinion. It's nice it. to know yeah. you can. No, well, mind you, there's also like incredible <laughs> is, is conservatism <laughs> in in Utah. Like Phil Jackson be stoked there, but Phil Jackson be the guy sorry, going to like, <sighs> like, the dispensary. Colorado. Utah. like... Actually, the guy in the dispensary, like like buying like the really, really shitty indica and just like smoking like a bowl's I don't know why, like listening to you know, like really shitty, like legalize cool it. Music. So put
1: yourself in LeBron's legalize it He's the GM of the Cavs. It, does, does he want any one of these players on like a bunch That's of the, these that players? Was what I, was gonna I don't say. think so. I don't think LeBron uh. wants those kind of players in his team I think he wants at least a suit. If he's gonna get that, he's also wants to do a trade probably after that to get Melo or something like well, it that. Well
3: depends like again, if they trade Jokic, LeBron might be interested in that. He's a good you could put that guy at Five, you know what I mean. Instead of Tristan Thompson, they they become really, really okay. Like, so that let's gives just them another say dimension. Gary
1: Harris and Jokic for Kyrie, straight up. Would oh my you do God. That? I,
0: if I was Denver, I wouldn't make that trade.
1: Would you make that trade if you were Denver? Probably. No. Give away Jokic you, again. Proven. Who's proven?
3: Kyrie is a pro bona fide proven com, like commodity. This guy will put fans in the, in the seats. He will. You can build a team too. around him. He's that good. You can build a team
0: around him. Well, you guys are out of your goddamn mind. Yoke and pitch. with you don't that, know that, guys, you that. this is Yoke the pitch? end no. of Toronto Basketball Podcast number nineteen. Uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with number twenty. And with that, guys, we're out. Thanks for listening. Bye. Out, Dots.